Hello and welcome to Never Press News, the podcast which will give you an insight into the lives and minds of the most motivated and inspirational people I have the pleasure of knowing. I'm Tony Musgrave and this is Never Press News. Season 3, Episode 9. Today I'm with a guest who is a mindset, motivation, mental health coach. You name it, this guy can do it. If you're looking for a positive person, this is the person to see. But all that is born out of his own experiences. Welcome to the Never Press News podcast, Adam Claxton. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Uh, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, firstly, apologies. This is obviously going to go out in a couple of weeks' time, but messed you about a few times this week, mate. So apologies for that. But we've got the money <laughs> together. We've got the time together now, and it's a pleasure to have you on the uh, podcast. Yeah, like I said, thanks for having me. It's been a couple of months in the making, but I'm a great believer in things happen when they're supposed to. And and now's that time. So, yeah, looking forward to impacting the listeners. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Well, listen, you know, you're a mindset, motivation and mental health coach. You help people um, be the best versions of themselves. Um, what, what does that really mean? For me, it's about always improving who you are. And what what do you do differently to move forward versus what you've always previously done? So we've all got a story. We've all had things that have happened to us. But there's so much fear. There's so much scaremongering. We get influenced by other people, the judgments of others. So it's about taking control of who you are, knowing who you are, and then living your life, becoming the best version of yourself. So it's a it's a journey is life. And so many people think that once they get to a certain level that they can stop and that's okay. But I'm always about let's push yourselves further. What is it that you can do more of? What are you really capable of? And what are you settling for? Because so many settle. Oh, wow. You've got me spiked, mate. I'm hooked already. Um, <laughs> talk to me about that settling bit then. What, what do you mean by people settle? People get comfortable in life and my story started when I got comfortable. I realised that things had to change and you know when you, you feel like you're doing something just in, you're going through the motions. So whether that's a relationship, whether that's your work, whether that's like the hobbies, you're just turning up but are you actually there? And I realised things that I was just turning up and doing stuff until I started doing martial arts where I realized that there was more to it. If I pushed myself, I knew that once I stepped foot in the ring, I knew that I was capable of more. And, and then I kind of applied this way of thinking into my normal life and made so many changes because I knew that I was just settled. I'd settled for, for my life. And I knew that it was time to change. There's, there's a great deal of stuff out there about that. And I think we had, you know, we've had a number of people on the podcast over the three seasons. And one that springs out for me when you say about settling is, um, is Sean Conway. I don't know if you're aware of Sean, but Sean, Sean and I worked together on a charity thing a few, say a few years back, many years back. And um, Sean was a, a, a photographer or worked in London or something like that, like in a job that he literally was just doing what you're saying, was settling. Um, and one day he's lying on the sofa of his girlfriend's flat at the time and realises that if he doesn't do something about it now, 
um, then he's going to be stuck on that sofa doing that same job for the rest of his life. But these epiphany moments don't arrive to everybody in the, in that same way. So how can we recognize that we've become settled because we're probably blind to that ourselves if we're not fully aware? Would we not have yeah. made the changes if we knew we were settled? I think it's about taking a step back or taking a moment. We're so busy walking around, head down in our phones, but not actually recognising what's really going on. And I think the bravery comes from just pulling yourself away from the body that you're in and looking at all of all of the aspects in your life. So are you happy with what you're doing? Do you wake up every day and go, I can't wait to go and work today? Because that's one place to start. If you're waking up going, oh dear, I've got another day at work. It's seven o'clock in the morning. How am I going to get motivated? Then we need to be doing something different. And I'm very much a, a purpose person where you need, everybody's born with a purpose in life. But as we get older, some will, will settle for what they're doing. Some will have an epiphany moment. Some will have a moment where they're almost forced to make the change, where the cards are dealt and they go, I've got to play this game differently. So I think if you're at home now and just look at your routine. So are you in that routine where you're getting up, you're going to work, you're getting home, you're watching Emmerdale, Coronation Street, EastEnders, then the news, and then you go into bed. If that's like your life and if you're happy with that, then great. But if you know there's something you can do differently, then start looking at those avenues. Yeah, I think what you just said there, you know, where you was going and I was wondering where that point would come in. And if you're happy with that, then that's great. You know, there's no judgment in what everyone, anyone is doing. I think, Damien, you said it in episode one of this season's podcast, which I actually now use that in almost everything that I do and say, is this helpful to me at this moment in time? Absolutely. And by recognising whether it's helpful or not, means I can make that call and helpful today might not be helpful tomorrow. And the examples I was talking to somebody the other day. So on Saturday, uh, me and my wife shared a giant pizza that shouldn't be consumed by two people, right? Simple as that. <laughs> uh, we had some beers and we watched the TV. And the question I could ask is, is that helpful? Now, is that helpful to my waistline? Probably not. Is that helpful to my physical goals? Probably not. But what it was really helpful to was spending time in my relationship, spending time with my partner. So I'm not going to give myself a hard time about that because in some way it was helpful. You, I suppose what I'm hearing from you is about that monotony of the routine. How do we, how do we break out of that if it's not helping? Like you said with that, it was a Saturday. You enjoyed yourself. You had a good time bit of a reset button that's that's absolutely perfect but the problem comes in is when you do that next saturday then the next saturday and then for 10 years every saturday looks the same that's where you go actually yeah that's that's like a, a habit and we are creatures of habit but mix it up a little bit do do things differently and and, and i'm very much about that lifestyle so if you're i if you want to eat a pizza eat a pizza that's fine but it's about balance and finding that balance. So if you're doing the same things over and over, that's going to probably be unhealthy. So yeah, go for those walks, enjoy a beer, enjoy the chocolate, but don't be too hard on yourself and 
also take that time where you go, I need to have a little reset. I've been working too hard. I need to spend some good quality time with your partner and just enjoy that moment. People are so hard on themselves. So I'm very much like a find that balance. You've got to be connected spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, and, and then use all of those resources because that's where your true happiness will be. Wow. Connected spiritually. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> Again, it's all part of that process. I, When I was doing the martial arts, I was training in Muay Thai. I kind of, when I started training Muay Thai, when I had my gloves on, nothing else in the world mattered. And it kind of brought me to that, that present moment where I was like, okay, all that mattered was hitting the pads, sparring, not trying not to get hurt or getting in the ring and fighting. It was, I couldn't think about what was I doing for dinner that night whilst I was in the ring because there was more at risk. Um, so that kind of led me into, let's have a look at why, how does martial arts make me feel like this? And there's another element of mindfulness to it. Obviously you're breathing whilst you're training and you just start thinking differently. The spiritual side for me was about that connection. We all go to a gym for physical fitness. A lot of us don't do stuff mentally. And at the moment with a pandemic, a lot of people are suffering with their mental health. So my question again to you, if you're listening at home, what do you do mentally for yourself every single day? Because you can train your body, but what do you do to train your mind? And that's the same with the spiritual. So what do you do spiritually? to become a better version of you. So are you aware of who you are? Are you aware of the energy that you possess and the impact that it has on other people? So that's whether you're, are you a positive person? And every time you step into a room, the whole room lights up because you're in it and they're all absorbing in your energy. Are you a negative person where people walk away from you feeling drained? So again, check in with yourself, ask yourself, do I drain or do I energize people? And become aware of that. So if I'm in a room of negative people, I have to take that on board. I'm, a, I'm an empath, so I pick up on people's feelings. And when I come away, sometimes I can feel like knackered. I can feel ill or I can feel depressed for a few days after because I've taken on board other people's energy. So having that spiritual connection just allowed me to combine all elements of my well-being together. I love what you're saying there about those people who walk into rooms and light it up. And also, you know, a good friend of mine would call them the mood hoovers, you know, those people yeah. who come in and they just zap the life out of any good situation. And we've all got one of those mates, right? We've all got people in our lives that do that. I'm sure when people are listening to this podcast, just close your eyes for a couple of minutes and see who those people are that, that zap the, the goodness out of any great situation, you know, they can, and, and you almost dread them being around because they'll they'll destroy anything, um, yeah. that, anything that's good. A couple of questions about that, like out of intrigue. Um, firstly, why do people do that? Because it appears like it's a choice. And what you're saying there is that they need to take a look at themselves. But if they knew that already, would they not be doing it? Why would they choose to, to be like that and how can we get people to 
maybe what you said earlier was the courage. How do we get the courage to take a look in the mirror and go, this is actually the impact I'm having on other people, on life, on work, on my family, and I need to do something about that. The reason I ask that is because until they recognize it, it's really difficult for that to be pointed out, or it seems that way. So I'm hoping you can give me some tips. <laughs> Great questions. I think, I think it all goes back to having a look at reassessing where you are in life. So are you happy? Because if you're not happy and you're just turning up and doing a job, it's that do you know what you're giving off to other people? Because if you're when you love doing something you enjoy doing, so you go say you go for a run, you come back, you're absolutely buzzing, the endorphins have kicked in, your adrenaline rush is going, and you feel more lifted. And so Imagine that feeling, but then go and put that into your work. So do you come out of work every day going, I'm absolutely pumped for what I've done today. I've really made a difference. Or are you coming out of work going, now I've got to go home, put put a brave face on. I've got to sit there and not think about work for tomorrow. And I can't wait to watch Coronation Street. And and then it's that you're you're literally waiting for the next day to happen. So so have a have a moment pull yourself out of the room that you're in go and have 10 minutes and just ask yourself that question and and look write write it all down start making some notes about what are you happy in your life with what are you not happy in your life with because that change can happen when you decide to make that change and i think like we are very much like sponges so yeah the energy vampires are out there the mood hoovers and we do absorb energy off of people that we associate ourselves with so if you look at your five positive people you always feel uplifted and we've all got mates like you said you go and meet a couple of mates for a drink or whatever and there's always one who will pull you down for everything you say or you're trying to talk good things and all they've got to do is say negative things and it's about maybe not pulling them up aggressively to say mate you're really negative but sit down with them and say why do you feel like this ask them the question so they become more consciously aware of what it is that they're saying. So listen to yourself in a conversation, maybe slow down what you're saying as you talk and almost go, is this negative? Am I adding value? Is this going to impact somebody else's mental health or are they going to feel different if I say this? So we've just got to become more aware and more kind. Yeah, you said there about that mindfulness and that spiritual um, element to it and And I do think there is, you mentioned there about slowing down. I think there is a real element to just slowing the pace of what we're doing, whether that be, and this is something I find really difficult because I am like 100 miles an hour most of the time. I'm quite excitable. um, And I recognize that that can have an impact as well. Once we've got these people to a point of recognition give give, there's a couple of things i want to ask give me three things i don't know three three top tips for that i can implement quickly with limited amount of effort but with maximum output there's got to be some quick changes i can make and I'm taking you're not a big fan of the soaps like Coronation Street and Emmerdale because <laughs> they've come under fire. And th- the reason I ask that is in the last episode um, with Aviva Kipax, I think it was the one that was last re- released, we talked about 
what energy you surround yourself with. And there's certain TV programs and certain types of program that I just don't watch anymore because they don't, they're not helpful to my energy. Yeah. So I remove them. So what are the things that we can advise people to do? A couple of quick changes that we can make that can increase that level of positivity in our life. Number one, I think going back to what we said earlier, look at the things in your life that drain or energize you. So look at the things you watch. Do you watch? How do you feel after you watch the news? Um, There's one change that you can do. So review what media and social media you're doing because your social media you're in charge of. So if you go on Facebook and you come off it feeling negative because somebody's been moaning about something again, then you've got that choice. So again, it's about removing or unfriending or unfollowing and take control of your social media. If you go on social media and it's all positive and all inspirational, then you're going to feel much better and more upbeat about it. I think finding time, we all struggle or we say we struggle to find time. But again, if you write down what what your day looks like, that half an hour doing Coronation Street could be (laughs) half an hour of mindfulness training or reading a book or learning a new hobby or behavior or getting creative, finding something that you enjoy doing. So it's about managing that time better. And I know it's hard with pandemic. A lot of people are working from home and it's about being smarter with what you're doing. So if you used to commute an hour to work and now you're working from home, what do you do in that hour? Because a lot of people are actually working more because they're going, I don't have to drive, so I'm going to put more hours into my work. I'm not going to take a lunch break. I'm not going to do anything after work. It's about managing that time better and just making better choices. You can be more productive and positive by going for a quick walk or a run in your lunch break than you were if you just stayed at home and worked an hour longer. And then my third thing I would say is gratitude. So start with a gratitude journal write down every day three to five things that you're grateful for because this will change the way you're feeling straight away so many people are saying i want more i want this i want that and they feel unaccomplished they feel like they failed because they haven't got the things that they want but it's not about the things that they want be grateful for what you do have because it's scientifically proven to allow more to flow into your life So just have a look around the fact that you woke up, you've got a bed, a roof, you've got clothes, a car, a phone. You've actually got a lot more than what you think you have or a lot more than what some other people have. So gratitude and being grateful, being grateful for the relationships that you have, being grateful for the food that you have, for water that we have. There's a lot that we can take away just by being grateful. There's a a great uh, YouTube uh, documentary out there called Slamming Sam Burgess. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, this is one of the things that uh, years ago I used to watch this like once a week. But um, for all those rugby league buffs out there that are listening, basically uh, Sam Burgess was probably one of the greatest uh, English rugby league exports to end up in Australia. And Russell Crowe owned uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, Rabbitars, who are the club he goes out to play for, and what that was one of the recognitions that Russell Crowe had of Sam Burgess was that 
you can't beat a person who's grateful because they're happy to be there. So being a, yeah. and he talks about the grateful man and apparently it's like some big homage to, and obviously it's for men and women, but it's, it's basically this passage that's written about you can't beat somebody who's grateful because they want to be involved. And once you've yeah. got that cap, people that are captured by gratitude, I mean, the, the power of that is unbelievable. It, the last episode that I recorded with Mark Llewellyn, he's wrote a few books. It's not been released yet. By the time this one comes out, it will be. He talks about that level of gratitude. And you just mentioned there about being thankful for the things that we have. And he went like a stage further back, and maybe that's where you're leading. He's actually thankful for being born in Great Britain because he, that is like a one in billion chance. And he could have been born somewhere else. So then we move to that point you made there about food, water, shelter, heating, mobile phones, all of these things that are around us that we now take for granted. We could have been born somewhere else in the world in a very different scenario. And in his book, in his book I don't know if you've, um, if you've read it, but if you haven't, it's well worth a read. It's called Man the Fuck Up. And it basically talks about people's experiences of life and they are still managing to be positive. And they go through these really terrible ordeals, but still come out the other side. So he doesn't, what he talks about is not allowing what our experiences that have happened to shape our future. And by practicing gratitude, I think that's something that we get with that. It's amazing. It is amazing. The power of gratitude and, and like you said, how you see positives despite what you've gone through, that is worth learning about isn't it and and i think there's i think there's a massive gap in children's education where we focus on results for a levels for gcse's for exams but when you're older and things don't go the way that you were expecting or kind of led to believe at school the gratefulness for working on your life setting goals happiness we should be teaching kids about being happy and what to do to be happy and how to find purpose. So yeah, gratitude for me is an absolute game changer. And I found, found gratitude at a time where I needed it most. And it kind of picked me up out of the hole I was in. So yeah, I'm always grateful for being grateful. It's crazy, isn't it? I was just going to, oh, you stole the words out of my mouth. Let's be grateful about the ability to be grateful. Uh, yeah. Um, and I want to go back to your point. Number, love the finding time thing. I think there's people who know me. I have a big problem with the word busy. I think people say it on purpose to me now just to frustrate me. But um, <laughs> I have a big problem with the word busy. I just think we've got to figure out what our priorities are and where that, yeah. and how helpful it is to us. But that number one that you said about reviewing the things, the media that you expose yourself to. And that really, there's a few elements to that for me. Um, and it's not just about social media, and I think social media can come in for a bit of a kicking. It's basically anything, anything that you surround yourself with. Um, I made a, I had a conversation with a guy the other week actually, and said, "Oh, what what radio station do you listen to all the time, or what's most listened to?" They were like, "Oh, talk sport," and I was like, "What if you change that radio station once a week and get somebody else's perspective on it? Because you're only listening to the same four or five opinions." all day, every day, open your horizons. Yeah. 
And when we challenge ourselves to listen to other people, and that has been one of the most amazing things about the podcast, get to sit and listen to guys like you explain how they're seeing it and expose myself to something more positive. So, yeah, I love those three, mate. I'll be highlighting those in the promo so we can get them out, mate, and uh, quick some quick things there that we can win with. Thanks. And but yeah. I just want to – so you mentioned there that you found gratefulness at a time when you needed it most. So that's where we're going to go next. I, I know a little bit about your backstory. But for the majority of people that come on this podcast, there's a turning point. There is a part, a part in their life where they – they move into something else and they, they take on a different direction. And, you know, for those who want to check you out on Instagram, um, then they will see on there a post that you set up with Ant Milton and Ben Shepherd. And I don't want to steal the glory of that whole situation. So I'm going to let you explain it better than I did. But take us to that point where you shared your story with a couple of guys on a live talk. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, Ant Middleton was doing a, a live talk with Ben Shepherd, and I had the opportunity to share my story. So it was great for me to, and when we talk about who we associate ourselves with and that positive influence, for me, I find motivation in watching SAS Who Dares Wins, all the guys on there with their books and finding that motivation and being inspired by their stories. So that was like a really good moment for me in my life where I was like, wow, that's Ant Middleton, someone who I watch for a show and you get motivated by naturally. He's a positive person. And just hearing him talk about my situation, it almost gave me that that clarity or the, the closure, I guess. I guess during the time I was going through it, I didn't know what the way out was, but over time, time's healed. And now I'm able to, to talk about what I did and how I flipped my life upside down based on a negative situation or, or tough decisions I made. So in 2014, I was four days away from getting married and I knew that it wasn't right. The relationship didn't feel right. And I was looking for that dream person, someone that I, I get married with and we ride off into the sunset, live happily ever after. And I just didn't feel that this person was going to be that one. I mean, I got to a point where it was toxic for me and there was a lot of negativity there. And maybe I pushed her up, but at my expense. So to a point where I was completely lost. I didn't know who I was again. Um, I had my martial arts, which which helped me. And apart from that, it was routine, routine in a relationship, routine in my work. And I knew that I had to make changes because things were going to go how I didn't want them to go if I didn't. So I called for wedding off, which you can imagine was an, uh, it was horrendous. Obviously, that guilt of letting family down, letting her down, letting her parents down, all the people involved. But I was like, but one day of happiness versus the rest of my life, surely it was worth this. Um so then obviously we we broke up she moved out etc and then I was like right I need to change my job because I'd worked for Tesco um, supermarket company for 16 years and again it was stale it was going nowhere there was no satisfaction in the job I just turned up did what I had to do got paid every four weeks and that was pretty much it and the only thing that I enjoyed were some of the people that I was working with 
So at the same time of her moving out, I started doing a lot of security work and it led me down to London where I was doing a lot of film premieres. And the one day I just had this moment where I was like, there's so much more to life than being in the supermarket, which really opened my eyes up to why are you doing something you don't enjoy doing? So then I was like, right, I'm in a position. I've called my wedding off. Now I'm going to hand my notice in. So that's what I did. I handed my notice in uh, 2015, just after Christmas. I left what I'd always known. So since a, a 16-year-old boy, I had always known that way of work. Um, and I wanted to go and start up a security company and kind of work my way through the ranks and just, just enjoy what I was doing. But at the same time, it was also very hard. I didn't realize the scale of what I wanted to do. And yeah, it just, it was just different. I enjoyed the work I was doing. I met a lot of great people, did some fantastic events. But again, that soulful feeling, I didn't feel fulfilled afterwards. It was always like a, I had to do that, but I didn't want to do that. So during the daytime, because a lot of security work is like weird long hours, days away, whatever. I was doing a lot of work on myself because during this time, depression kicked in where that fear of where's my next penny coming from how am i going to make money do i go back to my old job obviously the people that i let down i still felt bad for um and i was carrying that emotion with me and kind of not doing anything with it there were days where i couldn't leave the house because i just didn't feel confident the thought of putting my gloves on which made me the happiest it didn't mean anything and then I was like, okay, so maybe it's not the martial arts that I need to work on. It's not the physical. Why am I feeling like this in my head? Why? There were days I just, the curtain stayed shut all day. I'd stay in my bedroom. I'd try and go to the gym. And then I'd try again. I'll be cancel it. Oh, two hours later, I'll go. And then it just went on and on and on. And then it's another day. Don't go to the gym. Why am I feeling like this? I don't know. And I just recognized that negative cycle that I couldn't get out of. And it was, it shocked me because I'm like, I'm not this person. Why am I feeling like this? I was anxious about the future, about have I made the right choices with, with my life going forward? Shall I call my boss back up and say, I've made a mistake. Can you take me back? It was, what do I do next? And, but one day, like you said, when instead of watching things on TV, I came across a video on YouTube and it was The Secret. So based on the law of attraction and I watched it and every word, it was like, it spoke to me. It was like, I needed to see that video that day at that point in my life because the timing was just there. So I watched The Secret. I watched it over and over and over. I cried. I laughed. I watched it again. I got a notebook out and everything resonated. So it was a defining moment where I was like, right, I've got to make these changes. This is now what I'm going to do. and it just carried on from there. So I went on a journey of like my self discovery, working out if I do this, I feel good. If I do this, I feel bad. So I need to stop doing that bad thing. And you start celebrating those small, small wins. So things were happening, which were good. And I want to keep on pursuing this. Um, so fast forward a, a little bit more. So 2016, 17, I went on a course in Birmingham with a, a business coach and he basically said, follow your passion, it will lead you to your purpose. And 
this got me thinking like, okay, so I love Muay Thai. How do I make Muay Thai a business? So I called my friend up and said, mate, do you want to come to the gym tomorrow? I'll pad you for a little bit. You can kick me, punch me, whatever. And I'll charge you for it. And he was like, great, I'll see you there. And it kind of went on from there. So that was my first little business where I was padding people in the gym. More to, to lose weight and gain fitness, but also teach from that mental resilience as they were doing it. Because when you're out of breath, but you've still got two minutes of a round left, you find that strength to, to not give up, to get back up, to keep on fighting. And I was teaching people that toughness, building that resilience. And I was sharing stories with people. So I found my voice and also, almost as I was talking and helping others, thinking I was helping them, I was also helping myself with that healing process. And people started coming to me saying, you've helped me with my anxiety. I've stopped taking medication. My psychiatrist signed me off and said, keep on seeing this guy because it, it's working. I had people come in to say, they're mentally tough or they've made decisions in their life where they realized that things had to change. So they started making changes. They were becoming more positive. And I used to think, oh, it's just because they're punching and kicking. But actually, it was me and how I talk and how I speak to people. Um, I, had, I had business professionals saying, you're my guru, you're my life coach, you're my this, you're my that, you're my therapist. But I was like, well, I'm just me. I'm just Adam. So I went and sought the qualifications needed, invested again in my learning. So I got qualified in cognitive behavioral therapy, life coaching, mindfulness, energy healing, so I can work on a, a mental, physical, spiritual level. And just it carried on evolving and evolving. When the pandemic struck last year, my physical business pretty much disappeared overnight with the lockdown situation and contact etc so i move things more into an online space where now i'm helping people in other countries i'm doing like online sessions with people and i've got corporate events coming up as well where businesses are now working with me where i can deliver my story i can inspire people to make better choices to learn to look after their mental health and it's just going from there it's going from strength to strength and that's because of that decision that I made at the very, very start. And it's just taken time. 2014, and we're now 2021. So you're right, it's taken a long time. Most people would give up if something was laid out in front of us with a seven-year recovery plan, let's call it, for, for want of a better phrase. Because that's a long slog, right? It's a long slog, and when you said yeah seven years I'm like wow but what I've always done is I've always one of my driving forces has been what happens if I don't if I give up on my mission if I give up on this journey that I'm on what do I do and then I look back to that old Adam the old where I used to be and I'm I'm not going back to that so it's about that how I've evolved how business has evolved I've moved forward with the world each day as it turns I'm more and more closer and that journey for me the end game is the day I die which I don't know when that's going to be but until then I'm going to keep on delivering my message keep on helping others keep on inspiring using my story and impacting the world is what I want to do 
your story is slightly different to the ones that have run through the podcast previously. You know, people get to a point, but it's the first time somebody's um, chosen breakup of a relationship has been what then takes them to the the darker place. Um, I want to go back a little bit to the point where you made that decision four days out from your wedding. Why did you make it four days out, not 44 days out, not 400 days out? What what got to that point? And there's a great quote out there. I wrote it down, actually, while we were chatting, that nothing quite focuses the mind like the sight of the gallows. And, yeah. you know, in four days' <laughs> time, you were effectively going to lose Adam for good or at least make it more complex to become Adam. What, why, what was the turning point? Did something happen or what was it that made you say, now is the, this is my last chance, I'm out of here? I think the quote just absolutely sums it up. I mean, I didn't plan it to be four days. It could have been five, it could have been three, it could have been on the day, but I knew that I was breaking by not making that decision. And, you know, that head and heart thing, Your my head was saying, do it my heart was saying don't do it and then my heart was saying don't do it my head was saying do it and it was just that thing where I could I could feel that battle inside of myself where I knew that something had to give because if it didn't then it was me that was going to break and like you said that time I'm a great believer in there's a time for everything and that was the time that it had to happen where I just knew I didn't want to do it yeah, it, it was that time where, okay, this is it. Now I've got to do it because I could almost feel all that fear coming in, the comfort zone saying, just stay stay in the comfort zone and marry her. It'll be fine. And every, you know, I was putting the brakes on, but it, life wasn't stopping. I just wanted more time. But if you, were, if you want things to change, it needs action. And I wanted change, but... I had to put that action in as well. So, well, listen, mate. Uh, you know that's the first time I've heard it in that level of detail, um, and I applaud your courage, mate. I really do. Um, I, I'm sure there will have been people that got hurt in that decision making of yours, and I'm sure that was not your intent to hurt people. But sometimes we do have to make big calls, big tough decisions to protect ourselves. Absolutely. for the longer term and i think yeah. you know what you've done there is is really brave knowing that there'll be some short term and by short we're talking about 7 years right to to get it back to where you are now but i'm sure there were some wins along the way but some short term pain to get to get out of that scenario and yeah. that that for me that that courage and that bravery that has taken to make that call. There's many of us out there that wouldn't make that call. So, you know, from one man to another, hats off, mate, because that must have been a tough day. It was horrible. But like you said, it it's when you look back now to go, if I didn't do that, we wouldn't be talking tonight. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be making a difference to the world. I'd still be a shell of myself doing what I settled for and I wanted to inspire the world to go 
you can do things that you want to do if you believe in yourself if you stand up if you face that fear and and it was fear i was i was afraid to make that call but i knew that i had to do it so so yeah there is there can make changes yeah there'll be a lot of people out there and there'll be people who listen to this podcast that that this resonates with um who, who look around at their life if they do that where you said you know just bring your head up a little bit and, and do this i don't know whether it what i would call it trying to give it a decent name but a health check or a you know a temperature check of of your life right now to see where those good areas are and where the areas that you can you could develop yeah how do we how do we get people to be more courageous how do I we think... give people the, the confidence to make those really tough calls knowing that this is going to hurt like fuck for so long but it's the right call i think it all starts with pursuing but happiness. So if you're not happy in what you're doing in any stage of life, at any age of life, then you've got to push yourself out there. I think that happiness comes when you step out of the comfort zone. Happiness is the other side of fear. I'm a great believer that remaining positive in every negative situation is going to help. And at the end of the day, we're all going to die eventually. So are you going to do you want to be remembered for the chances that you did take or the ones that you didn't? And that's where that challenge is now. And again, I refer to the pandemic where people have been off work and they're like, great, I'm off work. This is amazing. But then they go back to work and then they go, oh, work's really bad. But you've decided to go back. You had all that time where you could have learned a new trade. You could have done something different. You could have set a a plan where you go right this is what my goal is going to be and we've all got those choices so so let's have a let's have a little wobble i think coronavirus has made us all have a little reality check a wake-up call a epiphany moment and but it's what we do with it because a lot of people are going to go back to the old ways and we all hear people say when we go back to what it used to be like but it doesn't it doesn't work like that the universe does not go backwards the world doesn't rotate backwards it's not going to spring us back to last march and go there you go you've got everything that you had back then it's evolved and we all need to learn and evolve and move forward so you're talking about there about setting setting these goals setting these plans and going at going at these and trying to achieve them and um to throw something slightly contradictory to that, contradictive, um, is yeah. Damien Hughes in episode one of the podcast, I asked him, you know, what, what, what are you going to achieve next? What, what do you want to achieve next? And his answer to me was something that threw me slightly. So I want to see how you feel about it. He said, I don't, <laughs> he said, I have things I want to do, obviously, but I don't time myself to any of those particular goals either way. But what I do is I live my life by a set of principles and values that are healthy to me. And that way, when opportunities arrive, I know whether they're for me or not because they fit yeah. with the way that he lives. Is that yeah. maybe like the next level for these pe for people who are 
you know, initially we've got to set some goals and try to achieve them. But once we start living this grateful, happy life, you talked there about the secret. Maybe now we start attracting those things as opposed to having to hunt them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are, it is what we attract. My partner now, I attracted her. Your wife, you, you were, you're attracted to each other. And I think when we do go looking for things, we, we narrow down our actual view because we're just so particular on getting something, but put it out there and take the time to slow down and look around, look and see what's really out there. So yeah, what, what you're saying with Damien, I, I agree. And when I say plans, I'm not one for making 10 year plans because in 10 years time, I could be setting myself up for failure. So I've got something that I'm aspiring to and moving towards. But by moving towards it, I'm going to get closer to saying that I'm going to do something than not doing it at all. So it is very much trying to find that balance with living in the present moment. Because if I say I'm going to do something, it might take a few years. But then I could be setting unrealistic expectations on myself. I could be applying too much pressure, which is then going to have an impact to my mental health, my well-being to those around me, because you can get so one narrow minded trying to hunt something down that may not you may not ever get. So I think it is setting balanced goals, realistic, but also looking at avenues that open up to you. So one thing for me is saying yes to opportunities. Say yes, look at what they've got to offer, because a yes is a positive answer. Now we're now we're in a territory, mate, that I absolutely love. So I'm so glad you led us there. Right. So I read a quote the other day. I, I love a quote um, for two reasons. Um, one, somebody has gone to the effort to create this quote. So I feel like they deserve somebody like me to read it. And two, my concentration span is not too big. So a couple of sentences gets my gives me a you know that provoking thought. Yeah, um, and the one I read the other day was um, the pro- what did it say? Something. Uh, whoever wrote this quote, apologies if I actually smash it and don't get it right, but um, it was something like the problem with opportunities is, oh, the the reason so many opportunities are missed is that they are dressed in overalls and look like work. Yeah, right. And that quote for me absolutely sums up opportunities and what you just said there saying yes to opportunities now not every opportunity is going to be right for you and you have to obviously take that in and do your own internal um, review of that to see if this is the right opportunity but some things like tonight you know when I asked you to come on a podcast you're like yeah no problem because there's a chance (laughs) that this opens another door and it might do and it might not but without saying yes you would never know exactly so why do we have people that say no to opportunities why do people not recognize something in front of them that might look like work because you've had to give up a couple of hours of your time tonight to do this so it's kind of like work except i'm not paying you so it's even worse than that so why do people not see opportunities in front of them? When you say no, no for me is a negative answer. So 
everything is in life is a yes or a no, a positive or a negative. When you say no, you potentially shut down any future build with that person that's asked you. I could have said yes, and even though I did what was what was needed to be done, it may not have worked out, but it could have opened up another opportunity which led me to where I need to be. So for me, opportunities and saying no, some people just go no because they think people want something out of somebody. Like you said, if it, it, am I making money from this? No. Okay, so I'm not going to do it. And I think that's just so shallow where my spin is, of course, I'm going to say yes, because I want to impact the world. This has given me an opportunity to have a chat with you. It's been absolutely amazing. We've got some great leads. We've I've watched you for a couple of months now, likewise. And there's a relationship been built. And that's what I'm getting the satisfaction out because I'm doing something that I was born to do. And I didn't say no. So, so yeah, again, it's all about the choices, about the comfort zone. People go, sorry, I'm not going to do that. And if they've got their reasons for, then that's great. But I'm more about saying yes to things because you never know what's going to happen. That's come up a couple of times in the in the podcast about um, saying yes to opportunities or looking at opportunities, looking at situations and seeing the opportunity in the situation rather than the fact that I'm going to have to give something up or I'm going to have to give up my time to do that or I'm going to have to give up, you know, something. Um, you know, there's always that exchange generally of time that we need to invest in something. Well, always of yeah. time, um, but maybe some other additional things on top of that. But yeah, I, I'm a big believer, mate, in, in these 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 opportunities. And if you're vibing as well and giving off that positive energy, people are like more likely to want to interact with you anyway. Um, and the yeah, ones definitely. That, the ones that don't, mate, I am right, but I'm not that bothered about them in all honesty. So no. Um, no. And, and why 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 would you waste your energy on those ones that that feel like that so it's about like you feel good for for doing something good agreed you you you've mentioned on a couple of occasions there about changing the world and i absolutely love that you haven't said i hope to change a few people's lives the fact that you are audacious enough to shout i want to change the world Another great quote, those who say they want to change the world usually do because they're crazy enough to believe it. Um, <laughs> so stick with those words, mate, because those words are what I'm remembering on this podcast. You're gonna, you want to change the world, go do it. Um, go, go and change what you've got to do. You, you mentioned that you was born to do this. And one of the things you talked about very early on in the podcast was about your purpose. Yeah. So let me ask you then, Adam, what is your purpose? My purpose in life is to help others become the best versions of themselves. So that is my purpose. And then my kind of mantra came to me uh, many years ago now, about two o'clock in the morning, something in my head just said, mindset, motivation, mental health. And I wrote it down, went back to sleep, and everything I do is based around that. That is my, everything is relatable to mindset, motivation, mental health. How can I raise people's awareness? How can I help help people that are 
suffering? How can I um, detach the stigma based with mental health? How can I help people move forward in their lives? How can I make a difference to what people are doing? That is my, that's what I'm here for. It's about sharing. And, and I'm again, when we go back to grateful, I'm grateful that I'm now strong enough to talk about situations I've been through in life to change the thought process of other people's. Well, Adam, I'm grateful for you saying yes to this podcast, mate. Um, that hour has literally flown by. Um, yeah. You know, it's been a long day at work. It's been, a, uh, you know, a tough day at work. And I am so glad that I've just spent this hour with you because I've just come away from this podcast, from this conversation, mate, um, by spending time with somebody else who's got positive energy, who is grateful for the things that they have. You've ticked a load of boxes for me tonight, personally, of the people that I'd like to interact with. So thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you for having me. So no, it's it been wouldn't a, have happened without what you're doing. So keep on doing it. It's been a pleasure, mate. We've, co we've covered quite a lot there and it's been pretty fast and furious. So I just want to ask you, what's, what's next for... Adam Claxton, what's 2021 and 22 going to bring for you? Uh, 2021 is bringing me a baby. <laughs> so Congratulations. I got, little, I got a little boy due in June, which is amazing. And again, it's more of the same, impacting, making a difference, sharing my story, helping others, because the world needs it right now. And it's my time to, to go out there and make that difference. That's awesome, mate. Where can we find you? Where can we hook up with Adam Claxton if we want to find you, mate? So on Instagram, Claxton Coaching, Facebook, again, business page, Claxton Coaching, or my personal page, Adam Claxton, and claxtoncoaching.com. There you go. If you're listening out there and you like what Adam's got to say, drop him a line. At the very least, follow him on Instagram. Some great stuff coming out there. Quite a lot of quotes, which you know I like from what I've told you today. So keep them up. Um, Adam, honestly, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's a Tuesday night. It's dark outside. I tried to exercise in the rain earlier. I was getting frustrated. I've come upstairs, recorded an hour with you. I'm buzzing, mate. Absolutely buzzing for the rest of the week. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Likewise. That's Never Press News, Season 3, Episode 9 with Adam Claxton. Thank you very much.